biggest questions I get from clients and one of the biggest inquiries I get for people that think they might want to do sex therapy is understanding how sex has changed for them over their lifetime and especially what to do about sex in midlife so they can continue to have a good sex life for the rest of their life. So in today's episode, I want to share some of that information with you in case you're in that spot. And if you're not in midlife yet, I still think you'll learn a lot from this episode and hopefully you won't make some mistakes that many people make. And if you're past midlife, well, you still might learn some things about how to improve your sex because sex continues to evolve as we age. And if we're mindful of it and we prioritize it and we do everything we can to keep ourselves sexually healthy, we can have great sex until late in our life. So join me today as we explore all of this. Welcome to the Great Sex Podcast. I'm Dr. Heather England, a certified sex therapist and relationship expert. I want to answer those burning questions you have about love and sex, and I want to empower you to create the most fabulous love and sex life possible. All right, so today we are going to talk about sex in midlife. Oh, that is a big subject for many people. And many people say, holy cow, how can I be in midlife? I know I think about that. I'm actually in late midlife at this point in my life. And I look back and I think, where the heck did all of those years go? And sometimes I think, oh, I wish I'd had better sex about 20 years ago or 30 years ago, because it's harder to have that kind of sex now. And those were some missed opportunities. But I want to talk to you about sex in midlife, how it's different, and what you can do about it to help make your sex even better. All right? So let's talk about why sex in midlife is different. Well, first of all, our bodies are different. I don't know about you, but my body, it sags more. There's a little more in some places, a little less in other places. You know, in midlife, we go through a lot of physical changes to our body. And by the way, when I say midlife, I'm talking about maybe 40s and beyond, but some people start to go into midlife changes even earlier than that, because some people start to experience some of the symptoms of menopause about 10 years before they go into menopause. So they'll be perimenopausal for about 10 years. And if you are in that place or you're menopausal, I would encourage you to listen to the podcast I just did with a wonderful Sharon Depsinski about menopause, because it was packed with great information. But even for men, you know, they start to go through some midlife changes around the early 40s. Many people start to have their midlife crisis, right? And what a midlife crisis is, is looking at your life and thinking that you're kind of at the midpoint and deciding, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like, how have I lived the first part of my life? Is that what I want 
for the second part of my life. So many people have a big reckoning if they're dissatisfied with how they've been living their life, which is why they have that so-called midlife crisis. But as we approach midlife, our bodies are really different. We cannot physically do the same things we could do when we're younger. So it makes sense that we're not going to be able to have the same kind of sex that we had when we were younger. So we have to approach sex differently. We also tend to have more health challenges and health challenges can really get in the way of a good sex life. Chronic pain is unrelenting and it can cause depression. It can cause you to not want to be touched. It can kill your sexual desire. Health challenges in general can be really tough. You know, whether you're going through or have gone through breast cancer or you've got an autoimmune disease or you're struggling with prostate issues, you know, it all impacts your ability to be sexual. Another thing that's different as we approach midlife is, you know, we want different things from intimacy as we get older. We're not satisfied with the kind of intimacy or sex that we had when we were younger. I mean, remember being young and, you know, you got wet really quickly, you got aroused really quickly. It hardly took any type of touch to just electrify you with desire and, and arousal and make you, you know, want to be sexual. But as we get older, we just don't have that level of intensity of feelings and it takes longer to get aroused. It takes more touching and rubbing. It takes a lot more of that to get wet, to get lubed, to get aroused. So sex is very, very different as we continue to age. There are mistakes many people make as they approach midlife. I want to share four common mistakes I see many people make as they approach sex in midlife. The first is they don't adjust their expectations. So they think they're going to have the wild, passionate, you know, sex that they had when they were younger. And they don't understand that it takes a lot more to get to that same place as you get older. They don't understand that things have to be different, that they have to make changes. So they get stuck, all right? And that holds them back from really exploring a better sex life. Another big mistake I see people make as they approach midlife is they don't talk with their partners about what they want and need from sex and about what they don't want and need. They don't talk about how their needs and wants have changed from when they were 25 years old and how the type of sex they want to have is much different now than it was when they were younger. And so consequently, what happens when people don't talk about that is they start to put up with sex that's not the kind of sex that they want to have. And as a result of that, their desire diminishes. And for some people, they just stop having sex. It happens gradually. What'll happen is maybe their sexual frequency was once a week, and then it becomes once every other week, and once every three weeks, and once a month. And then they stretch it out even longer till after a while, they're just roommates with each other, or they'll have sex you know, just several times a year, and it'll be a really big event when they do have that sex, and it will put a lot of unnecessary pressure on both partners. 
Communication solves so many problems for people, but we've never been taught to talk about sex. But talking about what you want and need and how your sex could be different is something that's really important in midlife. Another big mistake that people make approaching sex in midlife is they avoid addressing sexual problems that they've had. If you've had sexual issues in your relationship, they're not going to get better as you age. They're probably going to be exacerbated. Plus, you've got other issues that come along. You've got dryness and pain from menopause. You've got erectile dysfunction. These are things you cannot ignore in your relationship if you expect to have good sex for the rest of your life. So that's a big mistake I see people make. They just don't address the sexual issues they need to resolve. There are many reasons that sex can be even better in midlife than it was when we're younger. First of all, we're much more emotionally mature. We're able to express our feelings and connect with our partner emotionally and be vulnerable when we need to. So that type of emotional maturity leads to a deeper and closer relationship, which is one of the things that increases desire and makes sex even better for people. As people age, the healthiest people sexually are people who are focused on pleasure and connection in their sexual experiences versus intercourse and orgasm. Another reason that we are able to have better sex in midlife is our communication skills are better. We're able to talk to our partners. And hopefully, if our communication skills are better, when we talk about things that aren't related to sex, we'll be able to more easily talk about sex. And the end result of that is we'll be able to talk about what we want, what we need, what we don't want, what we don't need, and we can be honest with one another about our sexual relationship. And then a final reason sex can be better in midlife is that sex changes as we get older. No longer is it the powerful, physical, I gotta have you right now sex. It tends to be a little more connected, a little more meaningful. You feel a little closer with your partner. And so sex can be very deeply satisfying and fulfilling because you're with this person that you've spent a long time with and you love them so much. So let's talk about what you can do in midlife to keep growing your sexual relationship with your partner. Well, one of the best things you can do is to keep investing in your friendship. Do things that draw you closer, that make you stay connected. It's great to have separate interests, but it's helpful to do things together, whether it's date night or doing a sport together or just going on a walk every day. And those types of things just draw you closer and make you enjoy one another's company more. Another thing you can do to encourage your sexual health as you age is to take really good care of your health. Sexual health is just one aspect of your overall health. Taking care of your physical health, your mental health, all of these are important parts of you that you need to continue to take care of as you age. One of the most helpful things that I think I do with my clients as they approach 
middle age is I encourage them to redefine sex away from intercourse and into pleasure and connection. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've probably heard me say this like a broken record. And the reason is it's critically important because there will be a time for everyone in their lives when they can't have intercourse. Either they've got erectile dysfunction, they've got pain, they've got some type of health issue, physically it's hard to navigate. So the more you know other things that you can do with each other that are pleasurable and connecting, the better off you will be because you will be able to continue to have a connected, pleasurable, satisfying sexual experience well into your 80s. There's no reason people shouldn't be continuing to have a really great sex life into their 80s. Trust me, I know people in their 80s who are having the most phenomenal sex lives. In fact, it's actually a problem in some assisted living centers where the people living there are having lots and lots of unprotected sex and STDs are spreading like crazy. So don't think that old people aren't doing it because trust me, they are and they're having a great sex life. And I say all the more power to them, although you should protect yourself from STDs regardless of your age. The final tip that I typically give to my clients that's really helpful for them is that they value quality over quantity. You know, as we get to midlife, gone are the days when we are having sex multiple, multiple times a week. So if we can shift our mindset to where we're really valuing the quality of the sex we're having, then that's going to be so much better for us. Now, let me say what quality is. Quality is not knock your socks off, earth-shattering orgasm like you've never had before in your life. If that's your definition of quality, you're setting yourself up for failure because as we age, our orgasms actually become less intense. So chasing that orgasm is not going to get you better sex. But if you chase an experience that is satisfying and meaningful to both of you, it makes you feel a tremendous amount of love for your partner and very close to them, but still is pleasurable then you're chasing quality, which is what's going to be the best thing for you in the long term. It's a common myth that people have knock your socks off great sex all of the time. So there's nothing wrong with you if you don't. That's an experience that people have maybe 10 to 15% of the time, and maybe 10 to 15% of the time something goes wrong. And the rest of the times, it's just pretty good, okay sex. But even okay sex can be quality sex if you are focused on your connection and the love you have for one another, and you make that sex be something that is meaningful and connected. So there we go. I hope this helped you learn a little more about sex in midlife so you're able to look at your own relationship and figure out what do you need to tweak to make it a little better. I hope that you can sit and listen to this and come away with a takeaway that will be something you can implement in your life. Because I know if you do that, you'll be able to continue having really great sex as you age and even as you get into your 70s and 80s. Thanks so much for listening today. 
If you haven't already subscribed or rated the podcast, I would so appreciate you doing that. In order for me to keep this podcast on the air, I have to have a certain number of downloads and subscribers. And so far, the feedback I've been getting from people is that they love the podcast and it's really helping them. And they love even the things like the talks I have with my son, Cooper. So I appreciate all of the support that many of you are giving me. It means so much to me. Thanks again for listening. And remember, life's too short for bad sex.